This is Get Shit Done, a podcast that dives into how women entrepreneurs are gaining traction and growing companies that scale generational impact. Each episode is real talk from women founders who have successfully scaled companies. You'll learn what they did to grow, how they did it, and the tools they used to get it done so you can too. To get access to more episodes of Get Shit Done, along with free traction tools, head on over to shegetshitdone.com. Welcome back to the Get Shit Done podcast, queens and comrades, where our motto is fuck four percent because women own nearly half of businesses but we only generate four percent of total revenues but that changes here in the get shit done tribe every single day every week every month and beyond and today we're throwing it back to one of my favorite episodes from the beginning of this podcast with my girl jessica zweig who is the founder of simply be agency And here's why we're bringing back this episode. Jessica is a branding genius and specifically a personal brand genius. And we get so many founders asking us about how they should be positioning their founder brand. And it's a smart question to ask because nowadays it's synonymous when you are building a startup You are the face of your brand, but no worries because Jessica breaks down how you can get crystal clear on what your personal brand is all about to amplify your company. And also, how can you do it? What content, what platforms, how do you streamline all this stuff? It's so much work, right? But not to worry because Jessica got you from spending countless hours trying to figure it out your damn self. But before we dive on in, if you want to join the tribe, the movement, the community with access to the right tools, the resources, the relationships, the connections you need to get it done every single day not just weekly but every single day head on over to shegetshitdone.com slash join and without further ado queen jessica zweig okay so we were just talking folks about how much we both admire each other from when we started our first companies and jessica started this amazing co-founded this amazing company called cheeky chicago and this was like before all of these other like online like girl bosses. We were like the OGs. OGs. I, we really were. You guys really were. This and is before Instagram, before like food and fashion bloggers even existed. Like yeah. we were the original fashion and food blog. And yeah, we were the we were the platform that we we came around before like Refinery Twenty Nine was a thing. Like all of them. Yeah. We were like literally cutting edge, like beginning of the market and on the yeah. way. Um, sure. But now you have Simply B. So one, I want to understand and walk us through, you know, that transition and why you started Simply B. Gosh. So, I mean, I started Cheeky in 2008 and I was like in my mid to late twenties and, you know, it was the dawn of the social media age. Like really like 2008 was when it kind of Twitter exploded and Facebook had just left universities and anyone could use it. And, and it just, took, it just took so much more shape than I ever thought it could be. Like Cheeky became the biggest online platform for women in 
the city of Chicago and the Midwest for seven years. And it really was this journey that took me to places I did not expect. And I became in some way, shape or form, you know, an expert on how to create community with through content, through organic content, through social media, through videos, through experiential events. And we had, you know, gone down a couple different paths to try to scale it and everything is divine. Everything is as it should be. And it just, those opportunities like didn't work out. And, and I had it uh, towards the last few years of Chiki, I sort of had this like slow burn. I was like, I, I don't see myself doing this forever. And I, and I got a lot of interest towards those last few years as well to consult and like for me to, you know, go off and help other companies do what I had done for myself. And I fell in love with that experience. And, and it was a, it was a lot of soul searching. It took a big, like, you know, I hired a life coach, like I worked it out, you know, for a good like year making that leap. Um, but I remember saying to a friend of mine at the end of the road of Cheeky towards the like very end, I didn't know it was the end, but I said to her over coffee one day, I'm like, I feel like I could do Cheeky in my sleep. And I, I, and I was like kind of bragging. Like I thought that was like, kind of like, I was like, I got it down. She, and she looked at me and she's like, well, why would you want to be asleep? And, and I, and it's sort of like, I did it. And I, I feel like that's, that's the thing I think so many of us need to let ourselves off the hook for is that we're always evolving. You're always freaking changing and outgrowing and outdoing yourself in a way. Like if something's not challenging you anymore, that's a sign that you've grown and that you're ready for something bigger. And that was that moment for me. And, you know, I have a little tattoo on my wrist called simply be the tattoo came before the business. And one day I was just looking down at my wrist and I'm like, if I ever have another company, what would I call it? And I looked at this and this was my reminder back in when I got the tattoo to stay authentic and to just always be good with wherever I was. Cause that's all I need to do. And I'm like, I wanted to create a company that, that inspires people to do this. And, you know, t- took my consulting passion, my background in digital marketing and my true love for people, authenticity. We were just talking about that and created Simply Be. And it was originally a one woman shop, just me. And now it's a full service company with like 10 people, um, you know, six full time, two part time, couple interns, 20 clients. So, so it's it's so funny because when I was leaving ZipFit and figuring out my next thing, I was putting together my own personal site and I was putting together, you know, people and websites who inspired me. And I totally looked at your website. I was like, Oh my God, I love this because so many websites, there's so many people that, you know, put up similar things and you can't really understand who they are. They're just showing, they're just doing what everyone else is doing. So on your website though, I, I really love this. You were like, um, you have this stat that 2,500 entrepreneurs are starting a business every day. And only 0.004% are getting it right, mm-hmm. um, which is so interesting. So on the personal branding front, yeah. why is building a personal brand so important for your business? And she actually just got an awesome client in Asia to help with their CEO's branding for the company. That's huge. So yeah. obviously you have all these clients. So personal branding is huge. So why is it so important? For so many reasons. If you do personal branding right, it is essentially the only marketing strategy you'll ever need. I firmly believe that. That's because people do business with people. So quick story to demonstrate this. When I left Cheeky to start Simply Be, it was like a week in October. I made this announcement. And 
I sent out one email to my network at BCC, a couple hundred people, and then I put a Facebook post up. That's it. That's all I did. Just, hey, I'm leaving Cheeky. I'm starting this new thing. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm saying this to like give a, make a point. Within five business days, I had $20,000 worth of client work. Right. That's because business people do business with people. They don't do business with your logo. As much as I love logos and we create logos at Simply Be, <laughs> we... People are going to invest in you because they believe in the equity that you've built in yourself. I mean, you are your own asset and you just as investing in your own business and building equity there, you should be building equity in your reputation. And that becomes a leverageable tool for you to drive business and ideally make a difference and do bigger things than just make money, uh, which is what I love about being a you know personal branding because because people can really impact the world like companies can, but it's also the, it's really people behind companies. And so, you know, when it comes to formulating what your, what your message is and what it's all about, I think you really have to dig deep into what you're afraid to share in a way, like vulnerability is authenticity in a way. And I, I started to do that running cheeky. Um, I actually, you know, we wrote about restaurants and nightlife and all the fun things in fashion and fitness, but it was the blogs that I wrote about like my breakup with my boyfriend or like, you know, the, the personal journey that I was going on being a girl in my twenties, like figuring it out was the content that resonated more than anything. And that was really inform in informative data for me. Um, and even though it was scary, I was like, you know, this isn't about me. Like I'm helping people. Like there are other girls out there who read my blog that are going through horrible breakups. And if they can read my blog and feel seen and feel, mis you know, less, less alone and like uplifted for a moment, then like that I've done my job. And so I really got conditioned to putting myself out there very, very fully and transparently as like a strategy, but also from a deep place of service. And that has become the way that we coach and lead our clients in addition to positioning yourself as the expert that has got accolades that, you know, is the, the CEO of a company for a good reason, but they're also real and they're human and they have flaws and fears and mistakes they've made too. And so painting a full picture, I think makes you so enigmatic online and People want to get to know you and, and trust you and create a relationship with you without you ever having to talk to them directly, which is, you know, what you want your marketing to do. And no, there's no better strategy than personal branding to do that. So you might be director of marketing at Heineken right now, but you probably won't be director of marketing at Heineken for the next 20 years. You will be maybe for the next four, five, three, 10 years, but you're always going to be you. And that was, again, my aha on personal brand. When I left Cheeky, it was like, I was the Cheeky girl for seven years. When I left to start Simply Be, I got all those clients right away because I had established Jessica. Like, I will always be Jessica till the day that I die. I won't run Simply Be forever, but I'll be Jessica forever. And that's the mindset shift that you really got to start thinking about, which is why personal branding, I say this all the time, is a long game. Like, it's not a short game. You know, you've really got to stay consistent and invest and know that your brand is going to evolve, but taking steps every day to put your value out there and to grow your own audience, to grow your own thought leadership and increase your reputation is a lifelong, you know, investment. 
Um, but it pays you back. Like it, it opens doors. It, it, it is such a powerful asset to have. You are your competitive advantage. Yeah. Yes. And since I heard that, I was just like, yes. And even without noticing it, when I was in college, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be the smartest person here. And I don't care to be the smartest person here. But what I'm going to do is pave my own way using my strengths and my assets. And my assets were one, I'm good at connecting with people. I'm good at doing X, Y, and Z. And then being able to pave my way that in that regard. So instead of me trying to be someone else or live into someone else's path, it's like truly just using what the God-given gifts I was given. So with that, like in terms of authenticity, <laughs> this is something that I'm sure you hear it all the time. You use it for your brand. Your brand, I think, is very authentic. But now it's such a contrived word. Authenticity now feels robotic. In that respect, how can founders, when they're thinking of their personal branding, truly be authentic and show up that way versus being authentic because it is the buzzword and then end up mimicking someone else in what they're doing? Yes, authenticity has become so talked about that it's almost cliche and it has lost sort of its merit. But I don't care because I, I, I know what it means and I believe in the power of it. So, you know... The thing is, and you just said this, I freaking love when you were like, I am my own competitive advantage, you know, knowing that, like we, we say this inside of Simply Be all the time, it's so cheesy, but I believe in it, like everyone's a snowflake, no one will ever be you, and that is your superpower, so coming to terms with, with what makes you so unique, you know, bringing that to your work and to your messaging is is the strategy, right? And, and we've created a, a framework around that. And I'll, I'll, I'll break it down for you. So I've actually trademarked this. Um, Simply B has come up with a methodology on how to brand people. Because you can create brand logos. A lot of agencies do products, but we do people. And so my question two years ago when I, you know, focused on personal branding, I'm like, what's the, what's the method to do this? And how can we really own it as an agency? So we created what we call the personal brand hologram. So picture like, it's almost like a, you know, like a helix, but it's like a matrix, like dimensional figure. And then the center is a circle, which is your title. So this is like, if your name was, you know, the title of a book, like this would be the tagline. This is like your slogan. Like Nike is just do it. Like what's yours? If your name had a slogan, like figure that out. It can be a question, a statement, a word, a feeling, but it's the thing you want people to think about when they think of you in a singular like thought then around the circle are your pillars four of them and those are the areas of your life that validate that that validate your expertise that that validate you professionally but also showcase your humanity and you have to choose you know at least one of those pillars has to be what really matters to you is it spirit is it family is it you know connection to a cause like whatever it is that has nothing to do with your business but is only about you that makes you unique and then we that serves as the foundation of all of your messaging like all of it and that's the foundation of your brand positioning all of your copy your voice like that it stems from the hologram and and the thing to aim for and this is something that a compliment that I got you just said this like how can founders like stay um, true, right? Like how do they really bring themselves to, to their work in a way that's real? So I had a meeting with a client years ago. I'll never forget this. 
she she found me online. We took our first meeting. We were in the middle of the meeting, and she stopped me, and she was like, "Jessica, I just want to tell you something." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "You are so integrated." And I had no idea what she meant. It's like integrated. Thank you. Thanks. I'm like, I'm not really sure how to take that. She said, "Who you are on the internet is who I meet in person." And if I didn't, if I met you in person, and I, when I looked you up online, I would, it would be the same. She's like, you're so integrated. And I thought that to this day is the best compliment I've ever received. That's the aim. That's when you know you're being authentic because there is this idea of like social media being your highlight reel of your life. You're not going to show your shit on social, but to, to be open enough to do that actually to a point through copy, you know, through some form of media that shows the messy because not overzealously, like not all over the top, because that's not what it's for, but to bring your whole self to your work and to the people you work with in, in the flesh, as well as to the internet. If you can do that, you, you will, you will be integrated. And I think that is the biggest dis distinguishing factor. If we don't take care of ourselves, it doesn't matter, but yeah. it's being real with people and saying, you know what, I'm going to show you the cool things I'm doing, let's say, when I'm in Paris. But also, I'm going to be like, you know what, I sucked at this. Or And that's what I find the most engaging. The people I like to follow, I actually don't really follow a lot of celebrities on Instagram. Because I, I find like a lot of them have people running their Instagrams for them. So it's very much so like, okay, this is, you know, a, a, not much of a story that I'm connecting with. The ones I love, like a Chrissy Teigen, I love hands, hands down. Like... <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> like, love, yes. love her the so much. Bad and ag ugly. She's just like perfection when it comes to personal branding. You can love her or hate her, but she's her. Doesn't matter. And authenticity doesn't have to be the extroverted person who's all out there. It's oh. anyone you come with who's like, take me as I am, but this is it. That really? is the most beautiful thing to me. Yeah. So then oh. when, when it comes down to, you know, as we're growing our, our businesses, and we're trying to figure out as female founders, okay, I need to build my personal brand. What are the main ingredients? Like for, for when you work with your clients and they're coming to you and obviously like, I need to build this. I see the importance in it. What are the main ingredients you say, here's what we need to start with. Here's the foundation. Sure. So you have to come up with obviously what is your, what is your message? Like you can't be known for 25 things because yeah. then you're a hot mess online, but you can't just be known for one. You can't just talk about your business all the time like or your expertise all the time because then you're boring. Yeah. So really identifying what are your content buckets, and we choose four. That's what that hologram is inspired by. So choose four content buckets that you can stick to and stay consistent with those buckets anytime you go out and create content. Um, there are things I, I call it intentional discretion or discretional intention, you, you can, you get to choose what you want to be known for. That's kind of the cool part about it. Like I, I'm known for entrepreneurship, women empowerment, travel. Like those are the things that like, I think people think about when they think of my brand. Now I'm married to an amazing husband. I don't share my marriage often. It's not what I choose to share. I am very into health and wellness. I work out every week. I like eat, eat certain diet. I don't share that because it's not, it's not relevant. Like at least to what I'm trying to to make people remember about me. So quick example, then you've got to know that like thought leaders, if you want to be seen as a thought leader, thought leaders create content. They don't just post on social media. They blog, they do webinars, they do video, 
this is your thought leadership content. They do a podcast. They go to, they host events. I mean, we call that your pinnacle piece of content. Um, it can be whatever is the most natural and you're most excited about doing. You know, if you hate writing, then don't go start a blog. And if you are camera shy, don't put yourself on camera, but you've got to create some original content in your content bucket. Um, and, and then share and disseminate those out on social. And you don't need to be on all the channels. It's another big tip. A lot of people think they got to be on like Pinterest and Snapchat and Twitter and LinkedIn. It's like, that's just noise and Pick the ones that make sense for you based on your type of content. So if you're going to do, want to do, you know, want to do video, like IG TV, like YouTube, gr like great channels for that. If you're in B2B, like corporate LinkedIn is obviously like where you need to play. If you're in design and fashion, like Pinterest, Instagram, like pick the, pick the channels that make sense for you and then stay constant, like clarity, consistency, and constancy. So clarity in your message, consistency on which channels you choose to be like known on and constancy. You've got to stick at it. You can't just like come in for two months hot and then peace out because it's so noisy out there. And you know, we we're up every single person, you, me, Chrissy Teigen, like everyone's up against the same enemy and it's called noise. It's so saturated now more than ever. And you've got to get out of your head that you need a million followers to make a million dollars. So that's the, those are like tips that I would give, you know, someone starting, like what's your message? What's your primary piece of content? Which social channels um, do you really want to be on and, and stay consistent? And you will grow like that's how it compounds because a lot of people think that like content is king, which it is, but I think clarity is queen. Like you just, you've got to know your message. How do we, we have the foundation now. So how do we start developing this strategy? So around building our personal brand, especially if you want to use it to fuel growth in our companies. Well, again, you've got to come up with your message. You've got to put together a true roadmap and strategy that, that has, you know, a beginning and a middle and an ongoing so that you know what your launch moment is, what, um, you know, what your editorial calendar, what you're doing week to week, like filling that out for yourself and creating a true roadmap and starting to build audience and buzz is what you, you need to do first and foremost. Crafting your messaging is a huge part of that. So if you want to be known as the CEO expert of your company and get that kind of awareness. And that's the stuff you got to be talking about. And you got to really be bringing your thought leadership to it. Like thought leadership, thought leaders, they, they think, they think differently than most people do. They bring value and perspective that others don't have. So you've got to create strong content. You've got to start to really think about how you want to leverage that content. And while personal branding is different than PR, like I always say that PR is, the journalist, someone else is writing about you, right? Whereas in, in personal branding, you become the journalist. Yeah. Like you used to create your own content on other platforms. So seeking opportunities where you can blog and contribute as a writer on other digital magazines and platforms. I mean, obviously the top ones are like Inc. and Fortune and, and Entrepreneur, but there are so many um, trade publications that are looking for writers in niche expert topics. And you should be pitching yourself to be on those. Um, obviously, podcast interviews, um, any any kind of conference or panel yep. that you can speak at, 
like we look at PR from a three-pronged approach, which is like digital magazines and publications, podcasts, and speaking. And as founder and face of your company, you should be getting, aiming to, to be on one of those uh, platforms at least once a month, talking about your work. And that helps create visibility to outside audiences, positions you as a, an expert and raises your clout to your own audience because you're, of course, going to promote yourself, you know, talking at this conference and or speaking on this podcast. So that's all It's two sides to that coin, which is great. Um, and viewing those as marketing opportunities. Every single time I speak on a panel, like nine and a half times out of ten, I get a client. So let's say you know, people are probably going to be like, okay, that's great. So how do I even approach it? How do I get on a podcast? Because I think sure. where it might be deemed as easy for us is that you and I had other companies prior to doing what we're doing now. So mm -hmm. people knew of us. So if these are founders coming out and maybe people don't know about them, they're switching over from corporate America. How do they leverage? Because I'm at a point now where I don't have to reach out to people. People are reaching out to me for it. And yeah. that takes time. That takes, I mean, that took me over six years <laughs> to get to that point. Holy girl. No, I mean, that's, I, God bless you for saying that because it's like a long game, girl. We've been at this for a long time. And I, you know, I work with people, I'll talk to people and they want to see immediate results. And it's like, you got to like put in the time and like grow. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that you can't get things overnight or you can't launch your brand and three months later be on a stage speaking. That certainly is possible. But what will help you get there? Because here's the thing. Everyone is going to Google you. Okay. Everyone's going to, you're going to pitch yourself to a podcast. The very first thing they're going to go do is Google you. Maybe they'll even not even they'll bypass Google and just go straight to your Instagram today. Right? So this is why branding is everything. And you do not need millions of followers to have that, like, you know, opportunity, but you have to have recent content. You have to have a polished presence. You have to have a cohesive message so that if I go look you up on Twitter and I go look you up on Instagram, it's, it's, it's the same. It's like distinguishably you. And you got to put all those pieces in place on top of creating content, which is going to showcase that you're already giving away free value. You're already talking. You're already in the conversation. So if I'm a conference booker and you pitch me yourself to speak at my conference, I'm going to Google you and I'm going to see, wow, this girl wrote four blogs in the last six weeks on this expert topic. And she wants to come on my conference and talk about that topic. Like, do you see what I, so one begets the other and you've got to put that stuff in place in your branding to start to make those opportunities more easy, easier to get. It's, it really is a formula and, um, it works. Branding is a, it's a strategy. It really is. And everyone is a brand, but it's the way in which you're able to tell that story. And sometimes we're not all natural storytellers or good at present. Actually, I think I find even for myself, I can talk people up and do marketing for other people really well. I had a, it took me a while to say it for myself. Yeah. Oh, it was so tough. So for female founders who are trying to build up their brands and they can't necessarily invest yet in someone like you who is very, you know, seasoned in it and knows what you're doing, what could they be doing? How can they start even given the fact that they have limited time when they're doing everything else in their companies? Totally. We poured our hearts and souls into these, these digital tools 
that literally, I'm not exaggerating, are the Simply Be sauce. It's like what we do for our clients that pay us thousands. And we've condensed them down into these templates that are like worksheets and, um, you know, workbooks so that we're prompting you and giving you great examples and um, showing and demonstrating how this manifests in real time and then giving you like prompts and questionnaires to fill out. So anyway, there's three of them. Um, we created a brand identity kit to help you hone your message. We created a brand strategy kit to help you build your communication plan around your brand and a social media kit that is the best practices on every single channel. This is like the thickest kit on how that applies to best practices for personal branding on those channels. Um, and they're 99 bucks each. So like if you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of time, those are really powerful tools um, for, for anyone to use. Um, and if you don't, if you don't have that and you don't have time for that, um, you know, I would just ask yourself, what are the four things that I, I want to be known for? What are the four things that I can talk about for the rest of my life? And anytime you go to post any kind of content, and ideally one of those is going to be your company. And anytime you go on on social media, only talk about those things and start to saturate your audience with your expertise so that you become synonymous with your message and what you want people to think about you, which is your brand identity. So those would be like low weight, hacks and and tools to use to do it we talked about a, a cadence early on you touched on it a little bit if it's like weekly you know daily yearly so once we establish these personal brands and we want to stay consistent with it um so for example i will post on instagram probably once a week right now just because that's only the the most i can do with my time given until i can outsource it um but when I do post, it's very much so something that I went through um, and I try to tie it into something I, I'm like, I know this helped me. I hope it helps someone else. So how should female founders be thinking of the cadence in which they should be developing these personal brands? How much time should they be spending? Your, what you just described about your Instagram, like doing it once a week, it's intentional. It's quality over quantity. And I think that no matter what you do, it should be that always quality over quantity. I think cadence is really, um, you know, when, when I say like, you got to be consistent, you got to be constant. That can be triggering for people. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, and it, that's, that's so much work. That's why people hire us. Cause we do it for them. Um, but I think that, you know, figuring out your, your pinnacle piece of content. And if that's a blog, like figuring that out first, I think is probably the direction to go in. You've got to have, you know, that signature thing that showcases your thought leadership and doing that like once a month, you know, I host workshops. That's like my best content. That's like my signature thought leadership content. I do those once a quarter. Um, but then when it comes to social and talking, you've got to be active. You can't peace out for a month. I think once a week, if that's all you've got, great. Do that. Um, two to three times a week. Great four or five times a week. Awesome. I think any more than that, like don't just make noise to make noise. Like it's gotta be intentional. Like I said, quality over quantity, but, um, to, to, to stay as, as consistent and constant as possible. And if it's just that one channel, like for you said, it's Instagram, then you're great. Cause that's where your community will, will find you. And, and that's where you can grow. So if you can leave us with one thing, like one major thing that you want female founders to walk away with, 
what would, in terms of personal branding, what would that be? Figure out what, what you want to be known for and put words to it. Create a, a brainstorm with yourself and do a word doodle and find the words that really resonate with you and, and identify your message. And as a founder, it's critical for you to externalize that message for your public to help foster growth around your company from that angle, but then live that internally and be your brand to your people because your people are what's going to help you scale your company at the end of the day. And you as founder have a responsibility to live and breathe that authentically. And you're always on. If you're a CEO, everyone's looking at you even when you don't realize it. So you, you've really got to know what you want to be known for. You get to choose that. It's actually really empowering. Thank you so much for listening to Get Shit Done. We hope you got the traction tips you need to grow your company on your own terms. If you want to learn more traction tips like these from Badass Women Entrepreneurs Weekly, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, queen, show us some love by rating and reviewing this podcast. This really helps us reach and serve more women like you in slaying their way to traction. And if you're looking for more support on your scaling journey, head on over to shegetsshitdone.com slash join, where you'll become a part of the movement of women entrepreneurs giving 4% the middle finger. Until next time, queen, I'm Alex Batdorf reminding you, you got this. Now go out there and get shit done.